Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah. Welcome back on a Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It is Monday, July 22nd. We're coming to the end of July here, which means August is coming, which means, you know, you already got training camp starting. You got all this stuff. Football is on the way. And welcome in to Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. I am your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra here, alongside my man, Fantasy Taz, the crazy Taz, Jim Day. What is up, my dude? Hey, how you doing? Happy Monday. Uh, get off to another good start this week. A lot of good things to talk about. And like you said, training camp is upon us. The only team to do any training camp this weekend was Denver. So mm-hmm. uh been studying a lot about Denver over the weekend. So the rest of the teams are going to be falling into place this week. Yep, yep. And de- we're a long way from Denver talking as uh, team previews. Because as you know, if you've been following the, the program this year, we started with the NFC East. We're doing a team every day. Last week, we did the NFC North. This week, we start with the NFC South. But before we do that, let me welcome in George Kurtz, my man. How was your weekend, brother? Weekend was good. Uh, it was hot. A little steamy here in uh, the New York area. And uh, listen, if you're an NFL player, you did not want to be uh, in training camp in the Northeast this weekend. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. No way. <laughs> it, it, it was so hu- 99 uh, Saturday and Sunday here in New York. Super humid, super hot. Uh, hopefully everybody got to the beach, pools, all that stuff. I'm sure, you know, these guys might have been working and, you know, studying hard, but that's understandable. It is time for NFL season to come upon us. Um, but I want to start with a little bit of news uh, that, you know, I heard recently. I'm sure we all did. It has to do with New York a little bit. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, keeps talking, just doesn't stop talking, uh, brings up something else about how uh, he felt disrespected by the New York Giants organization. He, uh, you know, he doesn't like Gettleman. He called out Gettleman. He called out uh, Shermer. He just didn't want to, you know, he wanted a change, he said, two years ago. He's saying all this stuff that is just negative light on the Giants, uh, and he said he's not bringing any of that baggage with him to Cleveland, but I highly doubt that. Let's start with you, Jim, since, uh, you know, we're both New York Giant, diehard New York Giant fans here. What do you think of this news coming out of Odell? Is this the same old nonsense from Odell? Or, oh, know? yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. He's talking about the team disrespecting him. He's the one who went and did the big ESPN interview without even letting the team know uh, and basically throwing the team and Eli under the bus, yet the team disrespected him by trading him. Ah, come on. He, I, I'm so glad he's gone. I, I know he's a great wide receiver. I do. But I don't like those prima donnas. I don't like those guys that, you know, end up pulling other guys into their mess and, 
you know, dropping down the team as a whole. I just don't like it. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm so happy he's gone uh, because it just causes drama within the locker room, uh, within the Giants organization. Uh, and you're right. He he says, oh, they don't want to, you know, they keep wanting to bring up the past, my past. But it's also his present because he's done things last year and every year he's been on the Giants, he's done something where it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like he's being a baby or if he's... He's talking nonsense, talking bad about the organization, whatever it is. It's negative issues within the Giants organization starting from him. George, how do you feel about Odell Do you think that Odell will bring this baggage with him to Cleveland? Do you think something's going to happen this year? I have a feeling either he's going to get hurt by like week six or he's just going to be a baby if they're not doing as well as he thought they were going to do. Well, anybody can get hurt. So sure, he might suffer an injury. Uh, would he have problems? Sure. I think if he's not getting the ball enough, you might hear from him again. It's strange that he keeps talking about the Giants. Why? You're not on the Giants anymore. You're on Cleveland. Most of us think Cleveland's a better team. So you're in a better situation, right? you got a quarterback there that should be there. Maybe it was 10 years. You don't have to worry about Eli uh, Manning retiring until you have to start over with the rookie there. But why do you keep talking about the Giants? It keeps reminding me, uh, you, know, you go on a date with a, uh, a girl or a guy, and yet you're talking about your ex the whole time. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up the Giants? I mean, really, why do you keep doing it? And why are you blaming the Giants for everything? He's a pure American, right? It's not his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Last <laughs> I checked, Jim said the one incident that he did. Odell, you were the one who did the dog peeing on the Eagles logo at the, at the touchdown. That was you. That was the Giants. You were the yeah. one who had the fight with uh, Josh Norman. You were the one who had the fight with the kicking net. Yep. That wasn't the Giants. And it wasn't lost. Shermer. It wasn't Matt with you and lost. It wasn't anybody else. It was you. You know, accept some responsibility. But more importantly, it's over. You're gone. Be happy. Yeah. Usually, it's funny you say that because usually when someone brings up their ex a lot, like, you know, on a date, like you said, uh, if they keep talking about that situation, that means they're not over it. Uh, I don't think he's, I think he's still exactly. pretty pissed that he's not in New York because that's where you want to be. I mean, you know, in general, in sports, you would love to play in New York. It's the limelight. He loves the limelight. And, you know, now he's in Cleveland where, listen, the fans are great. Don't get me wrong. They have some of the greatest fans, but. It ain't New York. It ain't the same place. So, you know, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, still the saga continues. I hope he matures eventually and, you know, just gets over this nonsense. He always talk and just can't keep his mouth shut. And I don't know. I, I would like to see him have a decent career and actually, you know, tone it down a little. Kind of like a lot of other receivers in the past. They started their careers talking a lot of smack. Uh, T.O., Randy Moss type guys come to mind, but they ended their careers a little better. Randy Moss in particular uh, didn't talk as much as he became a veteran, but I don't know. I, I just think Odell needs to calm it down and just focus on his game and stop talking because he hasn't produced like he was supposed to produce uh, all these years for the Giants while also bringing a lot of baggage with him and just talking crap all the time. But uh, we'll come into well, the... Real quick, he started, you know, he put up great numbers with the Giants and the thing that pisses me off with the whole thing is he put up all those great numbers with one quarterback, Eli, mm -hmm. yet he throws Eli under the bus. Yeah. You know, to Eli? Me, that just doesn't make any sense. I get, you know, the fact of Eli. I get that. But he wouldn't have those numbers without Eli. Uh, you know, if they had gone to a younger quarterback before that, he wouldn't have seen those kind of numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Eli, Eli got him paid. Eli got you paid. You should be thanking Eli. Right. I agree. Totally. So shut up, dude. <laughs> and Eli's the type that doesn't even talk. Like, he, you know, he's quiet and stuff. Like, you do this with Baker Mayfield, you know, there's going to be a rift. And Baker will talk. And Baker will, you know, put down his own wide receiver 
publicly, and then you're going to have a big problems. So it's a very uh, fragile situation there in Cleveland, I think. So they better win games for all their sakes. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy back on a Monday, July 22nd. Your boy, the closer, Chris Venture, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. The morning after. I think Tyreek Hill is a scumbag. Be a hypocrite with fantasy as well. But I can't sit here and tell you, oh, if anyone takes Tyreek Hill on your fantasy team, you're a lowlife because here I sit right now believing that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And am I supposed to not bet on this because they have Tyreek Hill on the team? Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Yeah. Yeah. This is a a gym day. Classic. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy. 
Chris Ventra, Jim Day, George Kurtz, all here, the No Nonsense crew. We're going to get right into New Orleans Saints. NFC South, we're talking here. This is an interesting division. And if you watch Friday, we talked about, you know, we did all our predictions. Uh, who's going to win divisions, make the playoffs, yada, yada. Um, we all picked the Falcons to win the division, the, the South. So we'll get to the Falcons tomorrow. But today we're talking about the Saints, who did go 13-3 and last year. They pretty much dominated, uh, you know, they won the division by a mile because, you know, the Falcons and Panthers were 7-9 and behind them. Uh, But this team, okay, we're going to talk about changes. Not really a ton of changes to talk about. The special team, they have a new special teams coach, Darren Rizzi. Uh, That's the only coaching change. Their coaches have been there for a long time because they've been a very successful franchise under Sean Payton, uh, their head coach. Uh, And, you know... In terms of the roster, we'll start with those changes. The biggest one in terms of fantasy is really the change from Ingram being out now. Ingram is now obviously on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he will probably be their lead back or they'll go by some kind of committee. Uh, but he'll at least be the early down workhorse for that team. And they get Lat Murray from the Vikings, the Saints, as Kamara's backup. So the question here is, with Lat Murray there, because Mark Ingram took a lot of touches from Kamara. Kamara still hasn't, uh, in a single season, had over 200 carries. He had 190-something last year, which was the most he's had in his two-year career. But, um, you know, he still hasn't broke 200. With Lat Murray at the helm, George, does Kamara see more touches now since it's not Ingram behind him? Or, you know, is Lat Murray going to see a similar amount of touches as Mark Ingram did here uh, in New Orleans? I think New Orleans is planning on using the backs very similar to what they have in the past. I think they realize Kamara, sure, he might see an uptick in touches. I'll, I'll give you a certain percentage, but not a big uptick because they realize if they do, he's not going to last the season. And when you look at the Saints, there's three players they can't afford to lose. The quarterback, which is, of course, just about every NFL team. Thomas, Michael Thomas, the wide receiver, because there's really nobody behind him yet. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kamara. You know, they would they would struggle. They might survive more without Kamara than the other two because Murray is a decent NFL running back, not great by any means. But you'd survive a week or two without without Kamara. Long term, it would hurt. But they can't afford to lose those guys, and they realize that. Is it Kamara is a great back? You know, he's sort of a bowling ball, five ten, two fifteen. But he's not built where he can take you know twenty five touches a game. He's not built like that. He won't last the season. So they do realize they need a good complementary back uh, beside him, and I think it'll work out similarly. I think what I'm most curious about, Kamara's going to be fine. I was uh, number four overall running back. I'll take him in every league if I had a chance here. Mm-hmm. But we saw in the past, Sean Payton did everything he could, it seemed like, not to give Ingram a touchdown. It was, it was hilarious at times. <laughs> like, he didn't want the guy to score. And tight ends were running in balls from the one-yard line rather than Ingram. It was just funny. Uh, and I wonder if the same thing's going to happen with Latavius Murray, because Murray, he's more than just a handcuff. This is a guy who was a good bi-week filler, injury filler. Certainly, if Kamara goes down, it could be a great play here. So he's not going in the double-digit round. He's going to go around round eight, round nine. So uh, I just wonder, will Murray get more of a chance to score touchdowns than Peyton really ever gave that shot to Ingram? Right, right. So, because if Lat Murray got the opportunity to score touchdowns, do you think he's uh would be a viable, like, backup running back to draft? I mean, obviously he's a handcuff to Kamara too, and he's going to get some touches, but having some touchdown, you know, capabilities instead of, None, like Ingram, last year, where basically he got a lot stolen from. Guys like Taysom Hill, the backup quarterback who can run, 
Uh, he had a few touchdowns last year in, I the, hate in the goal. Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I hate Taysom Hill. Tell me, Jim. I want to go out there and just break his knee. Why? <laughs> the poor guy. He didn't do anything How wrong. the hell? Wait, wait. I don't, I don't care. How can you justify taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands to oh, put true. in the hands of this rookie? I don't see it. You got a future Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer at quarterback, and you take the freaking ball out of his hands to give to this guy because he's a weapon. <laughs> you took it out of the guy's hands who's the weapon. Use him. I hate Taysom Hill. <laughs> All right. We hate the offensive coordinator. Or pay- I mean, Jim is right. I mean, but shouldn't we hate the offensive coordinator or Peyton who's ever calling these plays? It makes no sense. Listen, Taysom Hill's a nice guy, but you don't take the ball out of Drew Brees. Drew Brees' hands, one of the best quarterbacks ever, a Hall of Famer. I, I never understood that. I, that made no sense to me. Yeah, Pete uh, Carmichael is the uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, he. I mean, listen, I don't. they did that a couple times. Taysom only had two touchdowns, but I guess it was to throw teams off. I don't know why they did that, but you're right. Drew, the That's ball should be in Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, that's getting too cute. You're right. Or Kamara. I mean, Kamara is so efficient. The guy had, what, uh, 14 touchdowns last season? Something like that? He had, like, yeah, efficiency is what, is what he's about. He gets the touchdowns, a lot of touchdowns, even with much less carries than a lot of these workhorses do, um, you know, under 200 carries. But, yeah, I'd say, listen, Lat Murray, decent handcuff. I mean, this is the Kamara show, though. I think he's going to break 200 touches. Uh, I think he, well, could, he was only he was just only just under that last year. I think he had 194. Yeah. So yeah, I think he gets there too. But they don't really want him doing much more than that. I mean, when you start adding the two together, I mean, he had 81 receptions um, on 105 targets. Right. So you're you're talking there. You're getting over 300 touches when you when you actually look at the targets as opposed to the receptions. And you know, it, it's okay to look at the target number instead because that's the number he was thrown at. So that means he was in that play 105 times. When you add the both together, that's 300 touches. And you don't really want Kamara getting way more than 300 touches. He doesn't need to. First of all, he, like you said, he's been very efficient with what he has. And he ended up with 18 touchdowns yes. last year, 14 on the ground, four in the air. So, you know, absolutely getting it done no matter which way they send it to him. So you really don't want to break him down by getting him too much. And that's why they brought Lat Mary in because, you know, I, I think Kamara is going to be on the same scale he was last year. Most of the time, he's going to be between ten and fifteen carries. You know, four, five, six receptions. That's going to be his game, and then most of the rest of the work is going to go to Murray, and he's going to be the guy that tries to grind it out when they need to. You know, that kind of thing. So he's absolutely going to have his own his own value in fantasy. He's not just a handcuff, as George was saying. So you're drafting him. Where are you drafting? Well, I, I I draft him when he goes. Um, Trying to remember where where he's going off the board now. Uh, oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head. Hold on, give me a second to look. Probably uh, the ninth, something like that. That's what I'm trying tenth, to tenth, maybe. It's, uh, he's more than just a handcuff. To me, when when I think handcuff, I'm thinking of somebody you don't really want to draft. Okay, I got you know Emmett Smith. I'll take his backup just to cover the guy. That's a handcuff. Emmett Murray Smith. is much more than that because I'm just I'm talking about a, a one guy. You know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's backup would be a handcuff. Uh, Kamara's backup is not a handcuff because we just said about 200 carries is about right for Kamara, which means the other guy is going to get 100 touches, 125, somewhere around there. That's valuable. That's much more valuable than just as a handcuff. You may not want him as a week-in, week-out starter, but during your bye weeks, that guy can help you cover. 
once injuries hit, and we're all going to have injuries, that guy may end up starting for you. That's why, for me, when I think handcuff, I'm thinking of a guy who's, you're not going to, when a when starter's healthy, you're not going to see all that much. You know, the starter's going to play maybe a series here, a series there, just to give him a blow, that sort of thing. So Murray is not what I would consider a handcuff at all. Right, right. And that's well said. Way to clear that up because, you know, a handcuff is really not going to get the touches. You get him as a guy. If your guy gets hurt, he becomes the guy that takes over for your starter. And you're drafting Lab Murray as a backup bench guy, and he could be a perfect fill-in uh, on bye weeks. And, you know, someone goes down your flex spot, whatever. He could fill in pretty admirably because he will get touches. That's what we're saying here. So, and don't be... Don't be, don't be discouraged by Kamara. Uh, you know, he had 883 yards on the ground, which is great for the amount of touches he had. But like Jim said, 81 catches, 709 yards. He had 1,592 total yards last year, almost 1,600 total yards, 18 touchdowns. I mean, he's absolutely uh, a monster, whether it's PPR, standard. He gets the touchdowns. He gets the catches. So don't worry about Kamara. Draft him in that top four running backs. I might, I would take him even over uh, Christian McCaffrey, to be honest with you. Uh, he's my third running back off the board. So uh, when we come back, we're about to go to break. We'll get into a couple other guys that are new on the team. We'll get into the wide receivers and the 40-year-old, Drew Brees. Can he still get it done in fantasy? He's a borderline QB1. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Be right back, baby. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. 
Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. I think we're going right to Jim Day for Jim Day Reads, but this is my song right here. My favorite band ever. Avenger Sevenfold, baby. Jim, we got a read today? We have a Let's go. Today. Of course we do. Fantasy football season is now upon us, and season-long leagues are in full swing. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Matek and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Yeah, yeah, check that out, rotoexperts.com. They got all the content, the latest news, uh, fantasy, everything, gambling. What you need is there. Head over to rotoexperts.com. All right. So we're talking New Orleans Saints. Last year, they went 13-3. and They made it to the NFC Championship against the Rams. They lost 14 to, what was it, 14 to 7 last year? 14-6, something like that? What are you talking about? I'm sorry, I missed you. Last year, uh, NFC Championship. They lost. They lost, and and there was the no call, which there's still a lawsuit out on that no call, by the way. Uh, I don't know. You know, what's at this point, what's going to get done with that? Let me know how that works out. Not a yeah, thing. <laughs> happen with that, but I mean, listen, the past is past. The Saints need to move on and focus on this year. Uh, and they still have a pretty good team. They, so let me go over just a couple other guys that are out and in. Not many changes. We talked about Ingram and Lat Murray. Uh, you had Alex Okafor last year on the D line. He's gone, and now they added Malcolm Brown from the from the New England Patriots as a as a defensive tackle for the line. So there's a swap there. Uh, they lost Max Unger, their center, who they've had for a long time, great center. But they did draft in the second round, which was their first pick, Eric McCoy, uh, who is going to fill right into that to that role uh, and be their center. And their line is still very very good, uh, especially both their tackles, their left and right tackle, are absolutely fantastic. Uh, and last year, they were good both against the, uh, you know, run blocking and pass blocking. They were good. Uh, the defense, also very good last year, especially against the run. Uh, you know, even though early in the season, they kind of looked a little sloppy, but they got it together later on. Uh, so that's the Saints for you. Those are the changes. And then one of the other recent changes, which is more, has more fantasy implications, 
Ben Watson, the tight end from last year, who's 37 years old, uh, is gone. Uh, he is, I believe, on the Patriots now. So you, they bring in Jared Cook from Oakland, and he is now their starting tight end. Jared Cook, Cook had a, a fantastic season last year out of nowhere. He is about 32 years old now, uh, so no one really expected that. But now he's up there in the, as some of the top tight ends, top eight, top ten tight ends. Uh, George, what do you make of this move? It, you know, swapping out Watson for Cook, obviously it's a, somewhat of an upgrade. Do you think Cook replicates what he did last year with the Raiders, or are you off Cook this year uh, with the New Orleans Saints? First of all, you know, when I think the Saints, I mean, has any team had more of a heartbreaking two-year stretch than the Saints? <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know, you mentioned last year the, the horrific call that cost them a chance to, uh, to move on. Yeah. The year before that was worse when they, the Stephon Diggs play with a safety didn't make the play, safety cornerback didn't make the play, went for the tackle, whiffed, and Diggs is gone. Game over. Well, last play of the game, just pushed the guy out of bounds. Heartbreaking. I mean, all right. If you're a fan, man, this, this is brutal. Too. This has been a brutal two years. This is a world football fans. We've all had heartbreaking. Every team. I'm a Cowboy guy. I go back to Dwight Clark. Hell, I go back to Jackie Smith in the Super Bowl, <laughs> dropping the touchdown pass. So we all have that. But two years in a row, uh, wow. And you just uh, tough to be a Saints fan. As for uh, Jared. George, George is bringing up a. Uh, you know, Dallas highlights from before TV was invented. <laughs> these, these were not highlights, by the way. They'd, they'd be low highlights. Lights. Low lights. That 81 championship game was the only football game I was 12 that I cried about when Dallas lost that game. Just uh, It was upsetting to a 12-year-old. Uh, and no one remembers that Dallas had the ball at the 45 of San Fran after that. But a uh, fumbled snap cost Cowboys that game. Anyway, uh, I've gotten over that. Sure, I have. It's been 38 years. I'm okay. I'm all right. Anyway, uh, as far as uh, Jared Cook, I think it may, might tell you more about the status of tight ends in the NFL that he actually is a top 10 guy. Yeah, I think that's what it tells you. There just aren't a lot of tight ends to go around here. I mean, we thought Watson was going to work out well with Breeze, too. It, it, maybe Cook does. Maybe he doesn't. You know, I don't think anybody knows here. Tight end, it, it's not an easy position to learn. you got to block, get, uh, learn the routes, get the trust of Breeze, that sort of thing. Someone has to break out in that passing game there other than Kamara and Thomas. Because we saw it second half of the season, or the last third, last quarter of the season, Saints weren't the same offensive team. I think teams were able to clamp down, cover Thomas, keep Kamara in check. That offense can't move. Yep. Yes, Breeze, Breeze may have been, you know, a long season. Maybe he was worn down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned the Ram game. Kept them in check. The Cowboys, I remember that Thursday night game. If you have guys who can cover Thomas, speed at the linebackers, and you can put some pressure on the quarterback, I know that if every team had that, they'd all be good defenses. But you can really... Keep the Saints team off the uh, off the field. Their offense off the field quite easily. It's not that difficult to do. Brady just isn't the same player anymore. Someone has to break out other than Thomas and Kamara. Maybe it's Jared Cook, but I don't know if I'd be betting on that. Right, right. I mean, yeah, we're going to get into those other wide receivers and stuff, but you're right. Their weakness last year, believe it or not, usually their offense is amazing. Oh, since Breeze and Peyton have been there, the offense is, has always been much better uh, then the defense, they always relied on their offense. But last year, the defense was actually great, and it wasn't their fault. It was, uh, you know, the offense because, you're right, their biggest hole is after Michael Thomas as a receiving weapon and obviously Kamara out of the backfield. They didn't really have much after that. They didn't have an- anything really reliable after that. So uh, will this year be different? And this is probably why they got Jared Cook because, listen, the Saints have been known to use their tight ends a lot. Uh, you know, when the, back to the days of Jimmy Graham, Obviously, you know, he was a freak and he was a great tight end uh, in the passing game. But even after that, they tried to involve Colby Fleener. I don't know if you remember Colby Fleener, but he 
uh, you know, came from the Colts and went to the Saints, and he he was a dud. They they tried to use him. No, it didn't work. They, Josh Hill. They, they had um, you know uh, Ben Watson last year. They they keep rotating tight ends because you know Breeze likes his tight ends. He likes to throw them. I think that's who's going to be one of their bigger options is Jared Cook this year, uh, Jim. Uh, I mean, last year he had 101 targets, 68 catches, 896 yards, so almost 900 yards and six touchdowns. I don't think he replicates that, but I think he could do something similar because it is the Saints, it is Drew Brees, and I think he's going to get involved here. I wouldn't say he's a top eight tight end, but I'd say he's, he's a borderline tight end one for me, Jim. Well, he definitely has that kind of upsize. You, you want to believe that's possible with Brees. Uh, like I did with Watson last year, and that didn't work out, as George said. Um, look, he, he, he's coming off a monster season, his best season as a pro uh, at age 31. Heck of a time to have a breakout season uh, at 31, but that's <laughs> what he did. I don't think it's going to be the same for multitude of reasons. First of all, he was you know, their leading receiver last year uh, for Oakland. They didn't really have any receivers that stayed on the field for multiple games that produced at any time. So him and, and Jalen Richard were the two big receivers for that offense. That tells you as much as you need to know about that offense. <laughs> well, you can say what you want about, you know, teams shutting down uh, Thomas and Kamara. And there might be a couple of teams that have that capability, but there's not a whole lot that can shut both of them down. Uh, I'm sorry. They're just two stud talents. Sure. I mean, Dallas is, is, is in that capability range because, they got those good young linebackers right now that are, you know, storming the league, and I get that they're excellent. And but not every team has that, so not every team is going to be able to do that to them. Thomas is still going to get over a hundred receptions. Uh, Kamara is still going to get his 75, 80 receptions. After that, it it you know it, it comes down to who's really on the field more. And while I like Cook, you know. Drew Brees has always made it a tendency to get all of the tight ends involved. They all seem to get on the field at one point or another and make plays. And, and that, that's always a little bit scary. I mean, Josh Hill will get a couple plays here and there. Dan Arnold will get a few couple plays here and there. Just enough to take that edge off of what Cook can get you in fantasy. And that scares me. With all, there's a lot of other viable tight ends this year. Um, based on the fact that Cook really had that one big year, I'm not ready to jump all in on him now. So I, there's a, plenty of other options I've been going to. I don't think I have a single share of Cook. Um, and, and I think it's more just because I think other people are valuing him more highly than I am. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, if you've been playing fantasy as long as we have, uh, if you're a longtime fantasy football player, you know. As long as we have? Yeah, we've been playing a long time, you know. Uh, I've been playing for like 15 years. So, um you know, I'm 31. That is a long time. I'll grant you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for I, how old I, I've been am. playing since before you were born. <laughs> Very Same long here. time. Jim and George, yeah, no, the veterans, obviously, <laughs> they know, you know, w way more than me when it comes that to That doesn't make me feel good, by the way. Yeah, uh, no, I, I was just thinking that, too. I should have kept that to myself. <laughs> I feel good about that. You should feel good about it. You've been doing a great job in the industry for a long time. So, uh, and this is why we're telling you, listen, we're a little nervous about Jared Cook because he's never been, this was his breakout season. Like he said, at 31 years old, Jim said he's breaking out and it's because Oakland had no other weapons. I mean, they really had nothing to go to through the air besides Jalen Rashard and Jared Cook. And Well, they did have Jordy Nelson after he 
you know, fell, fell down a cliff and hit every rock on the <laughs> way, way down. down. <laughs> Shout out to Hey, I don't care. He already got me blocked. He can't block me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's true, though. Listen, I, they didn't have it. He reminds me a little of Ebron because Ebron also was the benefit of, you know, the Colts not having a ton of other weapons besides Ebron. Doyle was hurt. We spoke about this. Uh, and, you know, Ebron had a big... Big year and 13 touchdowns. I think both those guys kind of fall back for me a little. I'm nervous about both those guys, and they fall in the same realm when it comes to tight end for me. And you're right. You kind of want to live in that top six tight end area where Hunter Henry, Engram, O.J. Howard go. Uh, and I'd wait a little longer for those guys. But we're coming to the break. We'll be right back. We'll talk these wide receivers who could break out in this wide receiver core. And then we'll talk Drew Brees. He's 40 years old now. Jim Day, George Kurtz, the close of Chris Ventra. We'll be right back. Fancy Football Frenzy. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your card? 
car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. We're off. The race song. We're off to the races, New Orleans Saints style, NFC North. We're talking uh, Saints football. We talked about the team changes. You know, uh, I just also I want to give out to the shout out to the Goon Squad hashtag Goon Squad. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, they're still in the chat talking about hashtag Bigfoot Jared Cook, who we just spoke about, uh, who finally came out of his cave last year, uh, you know, and showed face. But let's see if he could sustain that in uh, 2019 with the Saints. I think he'll have his opportunities because there isn't a ton of other weapons. But let's get into the other weapons. And there's not a lot. I mean, you have Ted Ginn, who basically missed almost the whole season last year, uh, who's now 34 years old, Ted Ginn Jr. And, you know, he's more of a best ball, boomer bust play. He's the, you know, prototypical boomer bust play. And then you got Traquan Smith. He was a rookie last year. Didn't get a, tupper, a ton of opportunity, but when he did in a couple of games last year, he blew up. I remember he had one game for 10 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown against the Eagles. He had three for 111 and two touchdowns against the Redskins one week. So he showed flashes, guys. Can Traquan Smith be, that, be this breakout guy that the Saints are looking for? Because they didn't draft anybody. You know, they didn't pick anybody up in free agency. They just got Cook as far as weapons in the passing game. Uh, maybe they trust this guy, Trey Smith. Maybe Breeze is on him and wants him to be their next, uh, you know, wide receiver two, uh, to take over and get a lot of targets this year. Uh, Jim. Well, I think they want him to start taking over at some point, but I, right now I got to feel that Ted Ginn is still ahead of him in the pecking chart. He's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Still showed he's, he's still as fast as ever has a little bit more experience than Smith. So, you know, I think as long as both of them are on the team, they're both going to hurt each other's fantasy value. Neither one, to me, is a good bet in season-long, you know, having to start each and every week type plays. But both are good bets in late-round picks in best ball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're getting them both. I mean, Ginn, you don't even really have to draft him. He'll probably be in the in a PPR 12-team league that's not, you know, super flex or anything like that, anything deep. Uh, I mean, he would be going probably not at all. I, I haven't even really seen him get drafted, whereas Traquan's going as a late-round flyer still. Uh, people are still grabbing him. Have you, do you know any rounds that uh, you've seen Traquan going and Ted Ginn going at all, uh, George? I mean, uh, they are someone will take flyers on him late. Someone does have to break out there, for the, uh, in my mind, for the Saints, really to get to where they want to go. Uh, Ginn, I, I, I'll parrot Jim. I agree with everything you said. Uh, Ginn's more of a, certainly more of a best ball play. I think he is ahead of Trey Quan Smith right now. But I think for the Saints to get to where they want to go, someone has to pass Ginn. Because Ginn's just not good enough to get the job done overall. Is that Smith? Is it Keith Kirkwood? Austin Carr? Is Cameron Meredith going to finally realize uh, after that one big year he had in Chicago? I doubt it. But someone has to break out here. Yeah, I was surprised. I know. Yeah, right? You can go on and on. I, I was surprised here. 
that during the offseason, I know it's salary cap hell and all those problems, that they didn't do more to try and fix this, to get a more established. I'm not talking Antonio Brown, but just a more established number two. Let's face it, Drew Brees is on his last hurrah here, possibly. You know, and Sonny keeps signing one-year deals here. You think you'd want to build his... You want to build around him as much as you possibly can. I was just surprised they didn't do more. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And that's why I believe, you know, I'm thinking they have hope in guys like maybe Traquan Smith. Maybe it is someone like Keith Kirkwood, who's buried on the depth chart right now. But, you know, once training camp starts, once preseason starts, he could work his way up. I mean, and you still, like you said, Cam Meredith. That's an interesting one. People probably totally forgot about Cam Meredith. Uh, last year, a lot of people were hyped. They thought he might be the wide receiver, too, for the Saints because they got him from the Bears uh, last year. Uh, they signed him. And, you know, he got hurt. He missed the whole season, basically. And he, and he, when he came back, he didn't really even play. He didn't really get opportunities. Um, so I don't think Cam's the guy, Cam Meredith's the guy you want here. I, I, I'd say the sleeper here, you know, Ginn could be a good guy once in a while. Like you said, best ball, boom or bust. But I think Smith is going to be the guy that maybe progresses the most throughout the season and could end up being you know, a pretty decent fantasy option towards the end of the year. I don't know how it's going to pan out early on. This is something where you got to watch preseason games to see how this shakes out. Uh, listen to, uh, you know, all the news and notes around the NFL. Maybe you'll find out that, you know, Trey Quine's working his way up and becomes, you know, Breeze's go-to number two guy. Uh, but Cook's still there. You know, he's going he's gonna to cut into the time, too, into the volume. So you don't really want to bank on any of these guys. They're flyers, but you're not paying for them. So that's the good part about it. Um, do you... Either of you have a guy, though, that you think is going to be uh, the biggest, uh, besides Cook, besides Michael Thomas, the biggest option in the passing game in 2019? Jim, we'll start with you. I've been taking some late-round flyers on Keith Kirkwood. I mean, really late. Really, you know, towards the end of draft, saying, what the heck, if he can grab that that shot and run with it, then, you know, he could provide some value. But he's not somebody I would recommend taking. It's just... One of those late round, you know, take a shot on, on it, see if it happens type thing. Yeah, yeah, like a just a blind flyer. What about you, George? Anybody? Yeah, there's another room we're taking shots at the end of your draft, right? Uh, round 15, generally around, what, 17, 18, you take your defense, take your kicker. And around 15, 16, you, you're taking dartboard throws. Yeah. You know, throw some mud on the wall, see what happens. If it sticks, great. If, it, if not, you're moving on anyway. You're going to take the, uh, the, the hot guy off the wave away at the weeks one and two that no one drafted. Or when injuries add up, you got to release them anyway. Uh, I'll parrot Jim once again. Kirkwood, he's a fine flyer, as fine as anybody else. Maybe you hit, maybe you don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, on, I'm more on Traquan Smith. I still would rather uh, pay a little bit. You know, let's say he, he's going, obviously, a little earlier than some of those guys. I would still pay for that because he's still going late enough for me where it's still, as the fantasy exec would say, going for a song, which is nothing. Uh, which is a flyer. So, you know, I'm, I'm down with that because I think that, listen, I like high, uh, high ceiling guys late in the draft because why not? There's no, there's no real risk le- uh, drafting late, but the rewards could be huge with these high upside guys. Gin- See, the, the problem I have with that is, is that Traquan is going a little bit earlier than that. Uh, he's coming off the board in the 12th round. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, there's still not a ton of draft capital, but there's still other wide receivers on the board at that point uh, that I just trust more mm-hmm. and, and like more. Robert Foster is there. Uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin is Dante there. Moncrief. Adam hum- Humphreys is in there. Yeah, well, you know I like Dante Moncrief. I love Moncrief. He's <laughs> actually going later, too. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, there's other receivers in that area. Uh, even Mohamed Sanu. Everybody's sleeping again on Mohamed Sanu after the good season he had last year. Everybody thinks, you know, Ridley is going to 
take over that role, and he is. But it doesn't matter because they use enough of the three wide sets to get Sanu on the field, and he's definitely a safety blanket for Matt Ryan. So these are all guys that I would take over Traquan right, right now. If Ted Ginn had left, uh, if they'd let him go, then I would feel a little bit better about Traquan. You know, these are both the same guys. They're very fast. They get down the field. They take the top off the defense. Basically, one-trick ponies. Um, and I just don't really love one-trick ponies, especially in you know leagues where I have to start them each and every week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, only, the only thing I w- will say about that, though, is that Traquan's uh, a bigger, you know, bigger wide receiver than Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn's not that big. Uh, Traquan's like 6'2", 215 or something like that, 210. So he, he's got some size to him, Traquan, and, you know, that's intriguing. But, you know, you want to see more. This is something where we monitor in preseason, training camp, all this stuff, see how this develops, because as of right now, it's all dart throws behind Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Those are the guys you want in this offense. Jared Cook, because he did so well last year and he is the tight end, you're going to draft him too uh, eventually. You would rather wait. We all said we would rather wait to get him, maybe at a decent value, but we don't obviously trust him that much. But he's probably going to get involved in this offense because they got him for a reason. Um, but otherwise, there's really not much. But let's talk about now Drew Brees, who is on that cusp of QB1, QB2 territory. Uh, right now, FantasyPros.com has him going as QB10 uh, in a t- at the beginning of Tier 3 of the quarterbacks. So they have Wentz ahead of him, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, and obviously, you know, the top quarterbacks. Uh, but he starts off the third tier with Breeze, then Goff, Winston, Roethlisberger, and so on. <sighs> Here's the thing. Breeze is a tough call here. Uh, last year, he didn't have that bad a year. But the thing is, we're seeing a trend here of maybe the Saints moving more towards a, like a run-heavy offense. We've seen it a little bit last year. Uh, even though Drew Breeze had the highest completion percentage of his career last year at 70 po- 74.4%, which is ridiculous. Uh, obviously, he wasn't, you know, just slinging it like he was, like he does back in the day. He's older now. He's 40 years old. Uh, he didn't break 4,000 yards, which is the first time he hasn't since 2005. Not a great sign. Uh, he only threw for 39.92, so he almost got it. And 32 touchdowns, only five picks, so he's still efficient. George, Drew Brees, is he still a QB1 to you? Are you still drafting him, you know, if you're waiting at quarterback, and a lot of people are? Is Drew Brees one of the top guys you're taking later in drafts? Well, I will wait on quarterback. I almost always do in a one-quarterback league. Uh, there's just plenty to go around. This is the first year that I can remember, since really Brees has become Drew Brees, that I don't want him. I just don't want him. I have a 10 in my rankings as well. I actually have Ben ahead of him. Uh, I just, my problem is if I draft Drew Brees, I think I'm going to want to draft another decent quarterback. Right. Uh, because I'm just going to be afraid that, it's not this. All the numbers you put up last year, they're obviously true. But that, that last quarter of the season, last third of the season, he wasn't Drew Brees. It's the long season caught up to him. So during your fantasy playoffs, he didn't help you a whole lot. You know. So I, I wonder if that's the is it the beginning of the end? Are we going to see a slowdown here? Or as Chris, as you said, and I kind of agree with, are they making that transition not to a running team, but they're going to run the ball more? You know, right. this uh, sort of save Drew Brees, that sort of thing here. Schedule is a little brutal in the last six games of the season as well there. If, uh, down the, uh, the fantasy stretch and the playoffs here. I think in a two-quarterback league, I don't worry as much because I'm going to take two good quarterbacks anyway, so Breeze and Cousins or Breeze and Rivers, that's fine with me. But in a one-quarterback league, I'm probably going to shy away as I just don't know if I see a lot of upside here. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, at this point, 40 years old, upside is limited because, let's, let's be honest, a lot of times the Saints, you know, throughout Breeze's career, it, it was all on his shoulders. Like, they rode Breeze. Like, think about it. Since 2007, he threw, he had 652 uh, attempts in 2007. 635 the year after. He's had 657. So always around 650 pretty much uh, the last 12 years, okay? But last year, he only had 489, okay? Yes, he didn't play a full 16 games. He obviously didn't have to. Um, and he had 536 the year before. But in 2016, he had 673. So you see a huge drop-off here in attempts. And attempts is what matters now uh, this day and age in quarterbacks, or they need to have the legs. And obviously, Breeze at 40 years old doesn't have the legs to give you fantasy upside. Uh, so he's not going to give you that. He's limited to his arm, and the attempts are going down over the years. So that's just red flags. That's just a bad sign. Obviously, he's declining. He's 40 years old. So they're relying on the running game more. Now, yeah, it's great. He threw 32 touchdowns, five picks. Uh, his efficiency was incredible. But that doesn't get it done in fantasy. It's not about efficiency at the quarterback position uh, in fantasy because otherwise we'd be, if, if it was about efficiency, Jameis Winston wouldn't be going as high as he's going. Because he's not very efficient, he just slings the ball. He will throw for a ton of yards. This offense is looking to throw the ball. It's all about the volume. And while Breeze volume is going down, Jameis Winston's is, I mean, while Breeze volume is going down, yeah, Winston's is going up. So that's the difference. Um, I just don't see the volume here that you want from a QB1. So he's on the borderline. I would still be happy taking him as a, a very solid backup. Jim, one more thing before we end uh, the, the program here. I'm Look, Breeze. I got him at 12 myself. So. Again, it is about the attempts. If they're really, truly going to want to settle on the ground, let the defense win the games uh, with the ground game, then he's not going to throw as much again this year. And again, we're sitting here trying to decipher who he's going to throw to beyond Kamara and Michael Thomas. And it's hard for us to even see at this point. So uh, he is definitely somebody I've been shying away from. Absolutely. Great point there about that. That was Fantasy Football Frenzy Monday. We talk Saints tomorrow. We talk the Falcons. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer Chris Venture. Fantasy Football Frenzy. See you all tomorrow, baby. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. 
when you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up and the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. The morning after. I think Tyreek Hill is a scumbag. Be a hypocrite with fantasy as well. But I can't sit here and tell you, oh, if anyone takes Tyreek Hill on your fantasy team, you're a lowlife because here I sit right now believing that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And am I supposed to not bet on this because they have Tyreek Hill on the team? Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, keeps talking, just doesn't stop talking, uh, brings up something else about how uh, he felt disrespected by the New York Giants organization. He, uh, you know... He doesn't like Gettleman. He called out Gettleman. He called out uh, Shermer. He just didn't want to, you know, he wanted to change, he said, two years ago. He's saying all this stuff that is just negative light on the Giants. Uh, and he said he's not bringing any of that baggage with him to Cleveland. But I highly doubt that. Let's start with you, Jim, since, uh, you know, we're both New York Giant, diehard New York Giant fans here. What do you think of this news coming out of Odell? Is this the same old nonsense from Odell or... Oh, yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. He's talking about the team disrespecting him. He's the one who went and did the big ESPN interview without even letting the team know uh, and basically throwing the team and Eli under the bus, yet the team disrespected him by trading him. Ah, come on. I'm so glad he's gone. I I know he's a great wide receiver. I do. But I don't like those prima donnas. I don't like those guys that, you know, end up pulling other guys into their mess and you know, dropping down the team as a whole. I just don't like it. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm so happy he's gone uh, because it just causes drama within the locker room, uh, within the Giants organization. Uh, and you're right. He he says, oh, they don't want to, you know, they keep wanting to bring up the past, my past. But it's also his present because he's done things last year. And every year he's been on the Giants, he's done something where it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like he's being a baby or if he's, he's talking nonsense, talking bad about the organization, whatever it is, it's negative issues within the Giants organization starting from him. George, how do you feel about Odell? Do you think that Odell will bring this baggage with him to Cleveland? Do you think something's going to happen this year? I have a feeling either he's going to get hurt by like week six or he's just going to be a baby if they're not doing as well as he thought they were going to do. Well, anybody can get hurt, so sure, he might suffer an injury. Uh, would he have problems? 
sure, I think if he's not getting the ball enough, you might hear from him again. It's strange that he keeps talking about the Giants. Why? You're not on the Giants anymore. You're on Cleveland. Most of us think Cleveland's a better team. So you're in a better situation, right? you got a quarterback there that should be there. Maybe it with 10 years. You don't have to worry about Eli uh, Manning retiring until you have to study over with the rookie there. But why do you keep talking about the Giants? It keeps reminding me, uh, you, know, you go on a date with a, a girl or a guy, and yet you're talking about your ex the whole time. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up the Giants? I mean, really, why do you keep doing it? And why are you blaming the Giants for everything? He's a pure American, right? It's not his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Last <laughs> I checked, Jim said the one incident that he did. Odell, you were the one who did the dog peeing on the Eagles logo at the, at the touchdown. That was you. That was the Giants. You were the yeah. one who had the fight with uh, Josh Norman. You were the one who had the fight with the kicking net. Yep. That was the Giants. And it wasn't lost. Shermer. It wasn't Matt with you and lost. It wasn't anybody else. It was you. You know, accept some responsibility. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.